Secret Society, and today I'm sitting here with Scott Layback, and we're in the Maui airport. Uh, just the HFUU statewide convention has just um, just finished, and we're headed home. And so I was just having an amazing conversation with Scott on the beach. So why don't you introduce yourself a little bit and fill in some details, and I'll be right back to to catch in. Yeah, you got it. Thanks, Drake. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see you in a second. Cool. Fantastic. So. Uh, as Drake said, my name's Scott Layback, and uh, I live on the Big Island of Hawaii, and I work the land there in a number of capacities. I work as a farm-to-table chef, and I'm a land designer, and as well, um, I'm engaged with a couple of nonprofits, including the Farmers Union. So um, my background includes agroforestry, working for the Forest Service, and uh, I worked as a wildland firefighter, and I've cooked in a number of restaurants and in a number of capacities, and catering and events. And then as well, uh, I was the director of a, a program at a large retreat center overseeing the land care. And uh, in that capacity, um, I recognize that there's great power in actually motivating people to connect to themselves and each other through food and land. And so, so uh, in my capacity with the Farmers Union, I'm a vice president of a local chapter, and I, I've been just working to understand the landscape that I'm working in. And uh, with that, the Farmers Union Convention was a perfect opportunity for that. It's a great networking event, and fantastic educational and outreach event for the community. So um, being there, uh, it, I think, steeled my resolve in a number of ways to continue the work that we're doing and, and strengthen it and uh, really base it in the regenerative knowledge that we gain through, um, through observing nature and, in particular, uh, communities in nature. I think it's important to understand uh, whole systems designs as designed by human beings 
or as designed by nature. And, uh, you know, whole systems that we model on nature's design are going to have a far greater strength and, uh, and stability. And so if we're looking at making human systems, um, understanding nature's models that are already there for how systems assemble and uh, move energy around, I think it's, um, it's well worth doing that. So I gave a little background on myself and then I talked about the farmer's union and, uh, you know, making ecosystems of human beings based on our knowledge uh, and observation of natural systems and understanding that we're not just designing parts, we're designing whole systems. Hey, oh, yeah, yeah. And as, as farmers union kind of coming together as those parts. Yeah, totally. Yeah. That's what I'm seeing there. And, I, and that's our work, you know, and I'm recognizing that that's going to be our work to, to dig in and, and, and put those parts together in the, the healthiest way that we know how, because, uh, I don't know if you know it, but the world depends on us, Drake. <laughs> Just being ourselves, our fullest selves, you know, showing up. That's what I mean. I mean, it's not us alone. It's all of us. Those microbes, too. Ayo, ayo, yeah, yeah. Tr trillions of us moving in the right direction at the right time. Um, yeah, I... I kind of... I'm inspired by by the projects you were talking about where... What you're doing is um, kind of uh, revolutionizing the way we organize and come together. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm working in that field now. What I recognized and a number of us have begun to recognize is growing the food, doing the business. That's the easy part. It's it's getting people to get along and and work through business and work through the hard times and be happy and be engaged in the thing that they're doing so they can show up in their fullest self because that's what it comes down to. It's like... Um, for me, it's a new model of economy where um, it's not necessarily about the highest productivity. It's um, more focused on the highest activation of each individual. And what I really believe with that is actually that's going to be the thing that gives us the greatest wealth, health, and tilth. Starting with the individual. Starting with... Okay, so in, in capitalism, the idea is that the individual is going to work for their own... Um, material well-being and that's going to be their only driver right and i'm saying i propose a system where we look at the individuals and we find out what their highest gifts are their highest application and we build them up and it doesn't necessarily have to be some sort of um top-down economic system it starts you know within the, the community and a way of just being with each other and you support that and what ends up happening is when you build each other up in that fashion people get really strong and you create economy you just, you know, you do the capitalistic stuff, and because you're in yourself, um, it, it's a multiplier. It's a huge multiplier. That's what you see, I think, from really the most successful people that are happy. Well, well, they're able to tap into others and draw out the best in them and, and, and exchange in a way that it's, um, yeah, I mean, the, the people, like, the people that were just at that event there. Mm -hmm. everyone is a doer everyone's i mean and well not to say everyone but like majority of the leadership there every you know we're we're walking our talk we're legitimately doing it and when we come together like that we do multiply each other yeah absolutely it's um it's like the trees in the forest connected through mycelium sharing the resources 
you know, and then it's not just the trees and the mycelium, right? Because then you have all the other little critters that live in the soil, and then some of them come above the soil and play in the trees and are eaten by birds and lizards and frogs and pooped out, become part of that whole system, you know? So that's that's the system that we're we're creating. And so it's it's modeled on... You know, there's there's places for everything in there, you know, and there is some competition. But actually, um, what's beautiful in, in uh, this book, Drawdown, um, that we've been drawing uh, some of our inspiration from for uh, activities in another nonprofit that I have, is at the end, it's actually talking about um, re-looking at some of the old science and the old ways that science has been really diehard in um, in how it sees competition as the only thing. And it was talking actually about forestry and this uh, biologist. And uh, she had been working to do surveys. And um, the paradigm they were working under is that everything was in competition. And they had to knock down all these trees around the prime trees to get them to be big. And so they would go in and they'd mark these trees. But then they'd go into the old growth and she'd see that the trees had figured it out. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Mm. <laughs> you know, mm. and and so she she challenged her professor, and her professor wrote her off um, and put her in this school of thought that had been fairly ostracized. And now, you know, forty years later, she's finding because she's continued this line of work that you know the science proves otherwise that competition in the forest isn't the main driver of forest structure and mm. tree distribution. It's actually, it's, it's part of it. Things do at, at certain stages, but it's not like there's an organization that's based on cooperation and place. Well, well I've seen, I've seen trees kind of work with each other and, and even, yeah. even, you know, like when we plant things, weeds come in and they take things over and they'll like suck nutrients from our plants. But, but that's only because the soil biology isn't there. The fertility isn't mm-hmm. there, but, but actually but the weeds, scab, right? the weeds with each other, I bet you are symbiotic with each other. Like yeah. I bet you, you know, whatever plant that comes in, that's, that's not great. It, it's like symbiotic and then they're working together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I, I always see it because you always see a polyculture come in, right? You, totally. You, I mean, 100%. certain places, certain places are really devastated. You see a monoculture for some mm-hmm. reason, but most most of the time, well, the weeds so come in a polyculture right? immediately. Yeah. yeah, absolutely, and especially in less disturbed areas. And and what happens is, as soon as you disturb the area, the weeds end up coming in because um, the way I describe it, um, the Earth has a skin, mm. right? It's a living skin on this planet on the earth part, at least in a lot of places. And that's trees and all the creatures and then the plants on the ground and then the soil itself. And when you come in and you take off the top layer of the skin, what's the skin going to do? It's going to heal. Well, it's going to bleed a little bit. It's going to bleed. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Yeah. But, but the weeds in particular, so I see your point for sure. Then, you know, you lose nutrients, you have erosion, blow, uh, (laughs) air blowing in the wind and dust storms and, you know, but the weeds are there. To heal. Like, like a scab. Yeah, it's a scab. Yeah. It's a yeah, scab. Yeah, yeah, and, you yeah, know, yeah. there'll be a scar. Anytime yeah. you have a big enough wound, there's going to be a scar. You know, and that's a natural system. You see what happens mm. in other natural systems and you go, oh, yeah, this same thing is, is happening in this natural system. And there's no reason that, that we need to discount that in our observations. And especially if you can, you can prove it true time after time. I mean, that's real science right there. It's, mm. it's not saying that... Um, it's not saying that, you know, you only have one absolute path for understanding each organism. You understand it as a system, and they're all connected, and they all have a lot of the same patterns well, in so many ways. The fractal, man. Fractals. The fractal. 
Well, let's let's take that that fractal a little bit more. And um, what what concretely have you been doing to achieve um, a better planet? Ooh. Um, concretely, yes. So there's a lot of things that we've got going on. So um, my work and just the work that I do, I think, is setting an example for people um, that there can be some other ways of living on this planet. And in particular, uh, I'm thinking about the work that earns me money, which is um, as a regenerative land designer. And um, I work with people also as what I call a land coach. And so I, um, I work with people to engage them with the land directly. And, you know, some people may know how to cook, but don't know how to operate tools. Some people may know how to grow a couple of little plants, but may know, not know how to do the cooking or whatever it is that they need patched in. And some people just are new to it and need a guide. And so um, the work that I'm doing there is working with people who purchase land and want to transition into this lifestyle. And I design their landscape and help them install it and get the things that they need. And then at the same time, I engage them with the tasks of the land and I act as a mentor for them until they're on their own, basically in the, um, the training wheels are off, you know, and then I let go. Wow. So that, yeah, that's the, um, that's the current, um, money making work that I do. And then, uh, I'm on the board of directors of a couple of nonprofits, um, the HFUU Puna chapter as the vice president and as well, um, center for getting things started, which is a nonprofit, uh, that I'm a co-founder of. And uh, I'm currently the president of that nonprofit and running what we call the Ground Zero Initiative. And what we're looking to do with that is um, we're, we're seeing that festival events um, are incredibly powerful. They move a lot of people and they move a lot of energy. And they're also these places where people have experiences outside of their normal experiences and they're open to new ideas. And what we're thinking is we want to seed a new culture, both uh, technically you know, physically and, um, in the minds and the actions of the people that attend these festivals. And, um, currently, you know, we're in our first year of practice and we've had a large focus on zero waste and outreach. Um, and now we've just begun expanding into, um, carbon audits and uh, offsets for the festivals as well. Um, we did a, a large planting with students from four different schools. We brought about, about 150 different students plus 40 volunteers from the community out and reforested a, a fresh piece of lava um, and put those trees out there. And then we also taught them um, in the class some curriculum about climate change and uh, carbon markets, actually, specifically, and about how there are solutions in their hands and then we brought them out for hands-on things. So that's some of the work that we're doing. Um, there's a number of other pieces in play with that, and we're definitely hoping to expand. Because like I said, this is what we call the Ground Zero Initiative, and the idea is you know, things start in one place, and it's almost you know, it's a singularity, right? It's the, uh, the Big Bang. I mean, it could be the Big Bang <laughs> Initiative, but I think that might have other connotations yeah, for yeah, other people. Yeah. Might be a fun rave. <laughs> <laughs> Cool. Cool. Yeah, so, is. so I, I like that. I like that you're like, um, like especially that that youth project you mentioned, where you, you you do education and then kind of like a tangible, tactile, hands-on project mm-hmm. that really because I, you know, always as a kid, I remember those things more than any. Like, what day of class do you remember? Yeah. No, Maybe the, your field the, trips. The right. Days I got in trouble. 
Yeah, days you got in trouble and maybe your field trips too, right? Like things you did. Um, and so I think that's like, you know, youth education, like doing that. Um, and and the festival plan, or what, what's your, when you're saying you're doing zero waste events, how, how does that translate? Um, it's been interesting actually on the island of Hawaii, the, uh, the waste disposal standards have changed with the uh, plastic market. And so we're no longer able to recycle a large amount of things. But actually, um, with the last event we did, uh, Kohala Aina Fest, uh, we were able to create 80% of the waste stream front of house um, in a compostable form. So it was all compost. It was paper plates and compostable uh, plastic cups. And um, so what we do is we actually, on the ground, first we educate, we provide signage, and uh, we educate the organization as to what we're going to be doing, and we get the pieces behind the scenes in order. And then um, front of house, day of, we put volunteers in place and we have them at all the stations and it's a public engagement piece. And the idea is, you know, you can have all the signage in the world, but people, you know, when they're, they're getting rid of things, the habit is you just, you throw it in one place, you just get rid of it, you get rid of it. And the idea is that we're doing some habit changing with human engagement because it's way easier to get somebody to change their habits from a friendly person who has a nice conversation with you and makes you feel important and makes you feel like you're doing the right thing. Um, than it is to get everybody to do the right thing because a sign says so, you know? And so the reason that's important is, is... Well, that's it for our free episode. So join us at www.microbialsecret.org for the full episode and join the Microbial Secret Society. So uh, may the beneficial microbes be with you. Aloha.